Hello, it's Tina Brinkley Potts, and it is day two of the Ignite 30-Day Prosperity Challenge. And so today I want to give you some tools to use when you're realizing that you're thinking those thoughts that, you know, you just think are coming and you can't control them. And it's like, how do you get out of them? So, you know, yesterday it was about being aware of them and and going, wow, I didn't realize how many times a day I'm actually doing this. And, you know, that there isn't space for finding the good things and understanding that there are opportunities in front of you every day that you could be missing there you know that you are missing when you can't get your way to actually being able to receive them and being able to see them and so the first tool I want to talk about is where you actually pivot and work your way up I alluded to it a little bit in day one but I want to go into it in detail in day two and so what this technique helps you to do is it helps you to move up it helps you to take what is the next truthful statement that you can make, um, but not trying to go all the way to the top. So like right now, if you're sitting in despair and you're trying to jump all the way to happy, it technically doesn't work. And that's why when people start saying affirmations out of their fear, like like if you have a a fear of knowing loving you and then you're standing in the mirror and you're crying and you're going I am love that's why those type of affirmations don't work it's because you're trying to make too big of a leap right but like if if you decide let's say you're just having an issue with your spouse and your spouse you know you're upset you think he's cheating and if you just said it to yourself at that moment, you know, there could be a million things he could be doing right now while he's not answering that cell phone. or, And then you can move yourself up and you can go, you know what, most of the time I know exactly where he is. You can move up and go, you know what, no matter where he is, I'm okay with who I am. And I'm a loving person and I've been very loving to him and that's all that really matters. And then you keep moving yourself up to the point where it is no longer that thought, okay? So let's talk about what keeps us prevented from doing that. The things that keep us preventing from doing that is because we, most of the time we call somebody else and we get buy-in to our fear and to our crazy thoughts, right? And it keeps us cray-cray. And you can stop doing that. So don't spread your fear don't spread your anxiety and a lot of times we want to call that support that's not support especially if the person you're calling is jumping in with you and keeping you in that moment the best thing you can do so that you can see the solutions or the changes or what is right in front of you is to really work yourself back up to joy you should always be seeking joy now will you always be at joy no Is there a great middle? You know, even if you're at neutral, you start to see more of the opportunities. So even if it's like, you know, if you're checking in with yourself and you're like, how do I feel in this moment? Oh, you know, I'm feeling like a, hmm, I don't feel bad. 
I'm not really joyful, but I don't feel bad, that's a good place to be. Uh, just being neutral is a good place to be because then that's easier to work up to, to, to joy. Um, I've been talking to some of the people who have already started this process, and you would be surprised the things that they are finding already in um, and, and, and the opportunity that, you know, it's a matter of fact, I just, it's just funny, things that you would have never thought come to play, right? Um, I can tell you right now that I have one client who literally was, um, we were just discussing earlier this week how um, a particular person didn't seem to be her ideal client because she thought that she could not afford her services, okay? And lo and behold, in a conversation with this particular person, she figured out or the person said something about spending her spending money with someone to do another project. And she was like, whoa, well, wait a minute. If she can spend that kind of money with that person, then she can afford my services. So then they finished the conversation. She offered her services, and she signed this client at her rate. Now, if you are always in the doom and gloom, you will not be able to see that moment. You can't see it because you're always looking at the bottom. So if if she was still looking at the bottom, if she wasn't open to the concept of, you know what, this is, I'm going to have this conversation, I'm going to see how it goes. If she wasn't open to the, to the conversation of knowing if this person isn't the right person for me, it's okay for me to let them go because it, the, the right one is going to be right around the corner. If she wasn't open to receive that, she would have not landed this client because, again, a couple of days before, she was just telling us how this person, you know, can't afford my services, you know, all of those kind of things. And the great part of that is it only took a switch in her mind, even a little window. So if you give, if you open up just more than you actually have those worrisome thoughts, those doom and gloom, all of those things going on, you can start to see the little opportunities. And so I, I, I think that's a perfect, perfect, perfect thing. So um, let's talk about another way that this normally happens. It normally happens when, like, um, it, it's, it, most of the time it's external or some people even believing where they get an idea. Here's a great one. They get an idea that says, you know what, you should call such and such. You should call Tom. And right before you make that call, immediately almost you go, well, why would Tom want to hear from me? And then, you know, it's like you work the other, uh, you just keep going down that road. But, you know, there is an old, you know, I, I, I come from a family that has a lot of sayings, right? And, you know, that older generation always had a saying, and they say you should go with your first mind. And really what that means is stop second-guessing. Because in that moment when you got that, you weren't even thinking about Tom, right? But then all of a sudden 
you got a notion that you should call him. That is a great thing to act on. That's inspiration. You know, a lot of times right now we motiv- we're, we're, we're working from this motivating, you know, that hype, rah, rah, let's go, sis, kaboom, bah. We're, that's where we're operating from. You shouldn't operate from that. It, that is good in the moment, in the temporary, but it does not have life-lasting, sustaining results. So you want to feel inspired. You want it to come from within. When it comes from within, it just works up ten times better. So when you are, you know, running on your treadmill, and I have clients who get inspiration from when they're on their treadmills, or if you're out taking that walk and you're doing something, and then all of a sudden you have this thought that has absolutely nothing to do with what you're thinking about, that is a thought you should act on because most of the time that has now been inspired to you and it was inspired when you were in a time you were feeling good, you were going about your day, you were focusing on something else and then it comes. That is how you want to react and live your life. So I want you to practice this in a way um so basically today when you're having those thoughts right and you know whatever thought it is and it's not a thought that you want to fulfill that you want to see come out into your physical world i want you to take and i want you to um again go to the next thing that you can think that's true that moves you up from that thought so remember in the example with uh, the girl in her house could be cheating on her. You know, there's a hundred other things he could be doing right now. That's the easiest thing that is true that you can go to. And then from there, what's the next easiest thing that is true? You know, he's typically had to work late. Um, and I, I know that because he's bringing extra money into the house. Hmm. Now guess what? You can move to the next thing. And again, now that is an external because that's allowing someone externally to control your joy. But this is how you be able to work your way back into control of internalizing your own power. Um, the other topic that goes into this is, um, and I see this a lot, especially in my extended family. Um, I see it a lot in... Um, a lot of my clients, especially when we're digging into what's their why, most of the time their why has to do with someone who's passed on and, you know, is no longer here, has died, croaked, transitioned, whatever word you choose to use. And what I find is most people feel like if they are stuck in the grieving process, that proves how much they love them. And, you know, one of the things that I just want to say is when your loved one left this world, when they left this earth plane, they didn't leave wanting you to be stuck. They didn't leave wanting you to stay there. They want you to go out and experience life. They want you to enjoy it. They want you to take them with them. They, they want you to, to be better than they were, to go further than they went. You know, <laughs> no matter what you think, they don't want you to stay stuck. 
So um, I, I can tell you that a lot of times both of my parents are deceased. Um, they are no longer of this earth plane. And um, I think that's one of the questions I get a lot, right? Like, how can you be so happy? And don't you miss your mom? Don't you miss your dad? Those kind of things. And I can tell them 100%. Uh, first and foremost, my dad was not of the person that wanted me to sit around and be mad about anything. When he was living here in the physical, he would crack jokes anytime I was pissed off. And I did not understand that as a kid. It drove me absolutely nuts. But as an adult, I get it. He, you were not allowed to be sad, mad, angry around him. And when I say not allowed, I'm not saying like he was forcing you to fake like you were happy. But he would do something really quickly to interrupt that pattern. Now, I'm talking in a whole lot of different things. I'm talking in spirit, but that is also something that in psychology that they talk about. So regardless of whichever way you need to approach this, we're developing all of this in our conversations, right? So pattern interrupt is a great thing to do. Like find something instead of sitting there and being sad. If you notice that you're not on the right track, go find something that is so funny that it's going to make you pee your pants. And watch how that changes your day. But you know what? Typically what we do is we grab to something that is equivalent to where we are right now. So if we're sad, we'll go watch a sad movie, right? If we're mad, we'll go watch a movie that makes us even madder, you know, angrier. Well, we'll just, we'll do that. But instead, you can interrupt that pattern. Go find something that makes you feel, if you're feeling unloved, go find something that makes you feel loved, right? Go find that animal, that dog or that cat and love on them. You know, whatever it is that you love that you has no conditions around it, right? Go find that. And when you do, it will just simply change your life. So, again, um, could be all up in your business, especially if you're sitting around being sad because someone has passed over. If it's recent, I understand the grieving process has to happen. And, yes, we cry and we miss them. But at the same time, they want you to go on in your life and they want you to be the best you can be in this world. And the longer you stay in that angst of missing them, the longer you're actually, it's, it's kind of disservice to them, especially if it was somebody who sacrificed for you, like a parent, right? So, like, if your parent was there, um, I can tell you my father walked to work every day if he had to. If his car broke down, he would walk. He got up without an alarm clock. He He was such a great person that, if I sat around and was sad every day, I could imagine the stuff that he would be doing. And so I choose not to do that. My mother was this passionate woman um, who had, you know, her own her own battles, right, because she was wearing things that happened to her past and she couldn't release those stories. But at the same time, she loved so intensely. She loved so intensely. And if she loved you, you had like a fierce lion, a lioness behind you, right? And knowing that, 
being any less than that is a disservice to them. Sitting around, you know, just saying, I miss them and I don't know what to do, that is a disservice to them. And I know that could be pissing a lot of people off by saying that today. But just think about it. Think about it. It Loss is hard. Loss will continue in your life. When you decide to be religious or spiritual or it doesn't say that these things don't happen. It just says how you now react to them. How you go on and live the best, most beautiful experience you can. That's really what this is about. It's not saying those things don't happen. It's saying that you're in such another level that even when these things happen, that you process and you move through the experience. Not that the experience doesn't phase you. And um, I know a lot of people get confused. They go, oh, that poly, you know, Pollyanna or whatever. That's, that's not how it is. And, you know, like a lot of people even talk about on the Internet, oh, you know, People only show their best face. Well, maybe they are deciding that they won't spread doom and gloom because they could be a better service in this world by telling the truth of the joy. And so I'll get off my soapbox because I could go on and on and on. But just know that you can live your best life starting today. So if you're grieving that loved one, Start right here and right now and work yourself up with the next true statement. What would they be doing right now if they were here with you? Hmm. If it was someone who was having a suffering experience, if they were still here, would they be still suffering? And would they be suffering so to please you? And would you want them still here suffering? Or are you now happy that they're free? And maybe they weren't suffering. Let's say it was something that happened, um, you know, sporadically, right, or it was unexpected. And now that they're gone, you know, think of that last joyful moment you had with them and hold on to that, embed that in your heart. Uh, think of what, if they were sitting beside you and you were feeling sad, what would they say to you? Think of how you get to be the person that can now change this for yourself because you have a tool. You have the tool. You have the power. You have the power to go be great. You have the power to inspire others. You have the power to live the best life right here, right now, in this moment that you can. So if you need to, go back to the internalizing God where you talk about the I am statements. Don't start the I am statements from that despair, right, again, because you can't work up from there. You have to work yourself up. So if you're having an issue, work yourself up. And then when you get to neutral, start those I am statements. Start talking about all of the internal gifts you have. I am love. I am joy. I am funny. I am quirky. I am brilliant. I am whatever you are that you want to continue to birth in this world, that you want to expand. It really is just, you know, don't want to make it easy and don't, but it really is as simple as that. And we've just not, we've spent so much time learning how to control our body, 
we spent so much time learning how to control other people. Um, yep. Um, and we spent so much time in that, but we can spend more time learning to control our mind and learning to control our experience and really internalizing our own internal experience of um, spirituality or God or the universe or all there is or Allah or uh, which whichever version. So that is your homework today is to learn how to work yourself up and just begin practicing it. Will it come easy? Um, no, because at first it's going to feel weird. So, again, you want to continue to do it even though it feels weird. Uh, but the longer you do it, the easier it gets and the way it will become second nature. So I look forward to going into day three with you. And day three um, is going to build off of this experience. And then starting day four and five, we start getting into speaking life. Actually start speaking what you want instead of not speaking what you don't want. It's funny that we will celebrate. We celebrate for such a little point of time. And we, we're in what we don't want for like 80% of our day. And if you just change the words you speak and really mean them, you can just change your life. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I look forward to seeing how in the group how you are applying this in your life. Talk soon.